Hey, well, it's good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. And thank you for joining us for our Tuesday edition of Journey Through Scripture. Uh, we are beginning a, a new book. So we have, we've finished Genesis and Exodus. Today we're going to be looking at Leviticus. Um, and we're going to be going chapters 1 through 10. So we're going to get a pretty big chunk of, of Leviticus, this first uh, section. So if you want to pause, take a minute and uh, read through Leviticus chapters 1 through 10. And uh, we will uh, dive off into that. Now, Leviticus is an interesting book. Uh, time frame wise, uh, Leviticus is, is only covering a very short amount of time. So we've, we've had the period of the people uh, leaving Egypt, uh, gathering at Mount Sinai. We know that they've begun to uh, be given the, the Ten Commandments, the law, uh, the construction of the tabernacle. Um, and now, uh, kind of going into more depth of, of how to interact with God. How is this kind of uh, religious rituals, um, how they are to be done? And, and this is harder for us, especially if you're listening to this with a Christian background. Um, we do not practice the sacrifices uh, as, as the, the Jewish faith does. Um, it is very different. We see that Jesus replaces, in a sense, uh, the need for those sacrifices. But as you read through Leviticus, I want to encourage you, don't get bogged down in, in kind of thinking, oh, is, are we supposed to go back to this ritual? What's the, the problem with this? Is, this doesn't make much sense. Uh, some of this is cultural things um, that are you know, very different from back then to now. Um, but one of the biggest things that I see in the big picture of this, um, and I guess you could say is probably the, the theme of Leviticus is the importance of holiness. That, that there, this is not just a, a religion and where you just kind of intellectually assent to the belief in this God. It's that you actually consecrate yourself to live differently, to live in a different way, that you enter into a real relationship with God. Um, and that was shown and proven out, if you will, through these different sacrificial uh, elements that we see in Leviticus. But that is so important for us today. Um, I think many times we, we do take the easy way out uh, of, yes, I believe in God. Yes, I believe in what he's done for me. I believe I'm a sinner. Um, I, I've asked God to forgive me of my sins. And so now I'm good and I live uh, as as someone who is forgiven. And that's great, but are we truly living our lives striving for holiness, right? That we strive to live lives uh, that reflect God's call on our life, right? That reflect a life, a sinless life. Now, we know that we can't, we're not going to be able to do that, but that should be what we are striving for. Um, that is very important, and I think there's a danger. Sometimes we, we have gotten to a place where we emphasize God's love, and that's, that's great. That's important because God does love us, um, but sometimes we emphasize God's love at the expense of God's holiness. You know, God calls us to be holy. He doesn't just call us to love each other, right? He calls us to be holy as He is holy. Uh, that is a high calling, uh, and that means that we recognize what unholiness is, 
and that we live lives uh, against being unholy and that we strive to be holy, which means that we have to give our lives over to God, that this is something that is important, that we have to make sacrifices in our life to, to live the life that God has called us to live. And so as we jump off into Leviticus, um, what we're going to see, especially in these first about seven chapters, is it's talking about the different types uh, of, of sacrifices, the different types of offering. Um, all of them are burnt uh, offerings or where they are, where they are consumed. Um, these are, this is, some of this is cultural ritual again, um, but there's, there's some general themes, I think, and, and this isn't going to be exactly right, but I'm kind of looking at this through the lens of, of what Christ has done. Uh, but what this still teaches us and what we can gain from this. And, and it starts with the importance of that we, we have to choose to move beyond just saying that we believe in God, but no, we are going to participate uh, in, in uh, God's movement in this world. We are going to actually live our lives for Him. And it starts off making that pretty clear there in Leviticus chapter 1, uh, in verse uh, 3, it says, He shall offer it, of his own free will, right? So here he is talking to the people of God, right? That he's brought up out of Egypt and, uh, and God is now speaking uh, to them that they have to do this of their own free will, right? They are, they are already a part of this group that God has called, right? They are, they are part of God's people, but they have to then on their own choose to enter into a real relationship with God where they move beyond just being part of the group that has been called by God, that's great. It's great to be part of the group. It's great for you to be part of a church. Um, it, it, that's, that's wonderful. It's great that maybe your family has been uh, steeped in the church and uh, as Christians for years and years and years and years. That's wonderful. But you have to choose to enter into an active relationship with God. Where, where you are actually going to live your life in response to God, not just be part of the group that God has called. And, uh, and so we, we see the different types of offering, and the first one is the burnt offering. It's a, a, you know giving of a sacrifice, basically just to have it be burnt up. Right? Um, it reminds us that there is a, 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 a cost to following God, right? that we have to give up something of ourselves. That means we're going to have to battle with our sin nature. We're going to have to give that up and we're going to have to give that over to God. And, uh, and we're going to have to be willing to make a sacrifice. Um, I, I love what you see through there as you read. One of the things that you'll notice is that all of these are, uh, God says, here are the things that you can bring to me for sacrifice. And there's different levels. So if, if you weren't a wealthy person, you could participate in these sacrifices no matter where you were, no matter what your social condition, no matter um, you know, wh- how much money you had, you could participate uh, in these ritual sacrifices um, that, that were a representative of the fact that you had chosen to live your life for God. Um, God makes it very clear that he invites everyone to be able to, to participate in that. So we have the burnt offering, then we have the grain offering. This idea that that uh, that the, the, that God is our meal, if you will, that He is our sustenance, that we are acknowledging that He is the one who nourishes us, who grows us, um, that we are uh, following 
His ways each and every day, that that is what gives us strength. Uh, we have the peace offering, um, which is a peace or a fellowship offering, um, that not only are we at peace with God, but we are, we are at peace with, with each other, that there's a, a fellowship aspect of this, that we are part of the larger body, right? That is important, um, that we are part uh, of, of uh, God's people who he has called. And so we see that in the, the peace offering. Then we have the sin offering. And uh, one thing that really jumped out is the, the difference between willful and unwillful sin, right? You know, so those sins that we, we weren't even aware that we, we did, that the sin offering is, is covering that. It's an important reminder for us that we need to be looking at our lives in an honest fashion. Okay, where are the areas that I can do better? Where have I messed up? Where have I been unholy? And so that I can begin to be holy uh, and offering those as sacrifices, recognizing, okay, man, we, I am responsible for the way that I am living my life. Um, this is something between you and God. This is so important. And, and I do feel like in our society that we put a lot of focus and attention on um, looking at uh, the outside world's impact on us and, and, uh, and how it pushes us to live certain ways. And we get really frustrated that it, that it is not godly. And, you know, the reality is, is you can look for people or systems or structures to blame all you want, but ultimately it does come down to you and to your relationship with God. And God desires for you to seek holiness, to desire to be holy. Uh, the sin offering, one of the things that's interesting about it, the, um, when the, the priest, there's kind of a little bit different element. They are actually supposed to take the offering out of the tabernacle to, to have it completely consumed because sin cannot be uh, in the presence of holy God. Right, it is uh, it is offered as a sacrifice and it is consumed, but not, is not consumed in the presence uh, of of the holy of holies there in the tabernacle. Kind of an interesting aspect there. Then we have the the trespass offering. Um, again, this is whenever you have done something to other people that you recognize that you have sinned against others and that you seek restitution, that you uh, try to make it right. Uh, there's a, a, such an important aspect. You know, again, we're not under the Old Testament law, but that doesn't mean that it's not important for us to, to recognize when we have sinned against someone, when we have hurt someone, and that we seek to make it right, uh, that we, we seek to, to do what is right no matter what the cost is. And that's, that's a, a very important thing for all of us to realize. And again, the burden is on you. Uh, that, that you look at where you have been unholy or where you have sinned and where you have hurt others and that you try to go and make restitution for that. You may not be able to, uh, but, but that is, is part of this relationship with God is our relationship with others and it matters how we treat others. Uh, and so we should not trespass against others. We should not sin against other individuals uh, as well. Uh, Chapter 6, it continues to go, kind of expand a little bit more on the, the law uh, of each of the offerings. Um, and, uh, and then it, it gets into, uh, at the uh, end of chapter 7, 
uh, we, we kind of shift gears and start focusing on uh, the priests themselves and how the priests are consecrated. Um, and chapter 8 is Aaron and his sons are consecrated. They are set apart. Um, so they are, they are held to a different, different standard, um, right? Because they are to be leading the people uh, towards God. So they are obviously, uh, they have to, to, to live that life uh, as a holy life, that they are striving to, to live that life uh, no matter what. Um, and so they're held to a higher standard. And that, that brings us to a, a very interesting and, and difficult uh, place for us to, uh, to, to kind of wrestle with. In chapter 10, uh, we have God striking down two of Aaron's sons. And uh, basically, they just they didn't do uh, what God had commanded. Um, he, he said, uh, uh, each took their censure and put the fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord said, said, by those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy, and before all the people, I must be glorified. Again, this is emphasizing the holiness of God, of of how important it was that those who were going to be leaders treated him as holy. They, re- they recognized God as holy. Therefore, they strive uh, to be holy uh, so that they could lead the people to be holy. Uh, and, and here they, Aaron's son started out not recognizing that, and there were severe consequences. Again, you can struggle with that. If you want to get caught up in that, that's, that's, that's okay. Um, I, I encourage you not to, to allow that uh, to confuse us on the of what is being taught here, uh, of what is important here, of that God is holy, and the way that we interact with God should lead us to living more holy lives. Um, God has called us to be holy as He is holy. So I, I encourage you to, to think about that um, as you read through uh, Leviticus, uh, the first uh, 10 chapters. Um, next on Thursday, um, we will probably get close to the next ten chapters. Um, you know, we're gonna gonna kind of go through uh, quite a bit. So goal is to get uh, through uh, chapter twenty. So it'll be Leviticus chapters eleven through twenty. So I encourage you to uh, read ahead if you can, um, and we will continue to look and journey through the book of Leviticus. All right, hope that you have a a wonderful week and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. We'll see you.